0: Everyone, welcome to New Point Community Church. Thanks for joining our podcast today. We pray that this series and this message inspires you to grow your faith and builds your relationship with Jesus. Enjoy today's message. Hello, New Point. How we doing? Good. What's the plan? I mean, you usually get that in a movie, right? We just saw that. You know, they were just saying to one another in those different. Um, Movies, what's your plan? Because you got to have a plan if you plan on accomplishing something. If you don't plan, you plan to what? To fail. To fail. And so today we're wrapping up the series called In God We Trust. And we're going to talk about a plan. And you get to choose. Isn't that great? You get to choose how you're going to execute that plan. Now, today is Generosity Sunday, and our emphasis is the Middle East. Isn't that great? You know, the place where Jesus Christ was born, the place in where he lived, the place in where he died. And you and I have an opportunity to be able to make a difference literally around the world. For God so loved the the world. Yes, we're concerned with Eastern Ohio. We're concerned with Ohio. We're concerned with America. But Jesus isn't an American person. He's not an American God. He's a God of the whole world. And for you and I to be Christ followers, we have to be concerned about the whole world. And so let me just share with you some things that's happening over in the Middle East. We're we're able to minister to refugees from Iraq and Syria. They come in, we end up having them in class. They're traumatized. We're able to, to get them help Uh, Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, we can go on. And uh, we see here, this is at the Syrian border. These people have never heard the story of Jesus Christ. Think of that and his love for them. Here is a group of women, prenatal care. They just don't understand that. And so what happens is we're able to reach out to groups of of people there in the Middle East and help them with their prenatal care. And in that, they see the love of God and they ask, why are you doing this? We don't even believe the same. We're able to tell them it's because of the love of Jesus. Here's a church in one of the countries there in the Middle East. Can you imagine that? Shining over a city a cross that represents the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Here, we're working with with a a, a sheik who basically said, hey, you know what? We don't agree theologically, but we do agree that people are important. And we're working with him uh, in being able to help the the refugees and to be able to minister to them and the kids that are torn apart. We also see um, another classroom look at these. These are kids that have been displaced away from mom and dad. And they come and and they're traumatized. What they end up doing is they end up having them draw a picture when they first come to school. And then 90 days later, they have them draw another picture. And the transformation is incredible. It's huge. And so you and I have a part in being able to spread the good news of Jesus Christ literally around the world, not just in Eastern Ohio, but literally around the world. And so in the back of your seats, you have a special event uh, offering, and we just encourage you to pray and ask God, you know, would you have me to be a part of this, to be able to continue to support the work I just got a a text and they said that over 6,500 people have come to know Christ since January 1 of 2022. Think of that. That's, yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's the hope of the world. That's Jesus Christ. And so on this generosity day, you can pray about that. You can determine if this is something that you want uh, to do. And if God is leading you to do that, you'll have to the end of the year to be able to do that. Now, we're in a series called In God We Trust, and we've been contrasting giving with generosity. Everybody gives, but not everybody is generous. And what happens is most of us don't understand that giving is one thing, but being generous is another thing. And so to truly buy into being generous, you have to trust God. And without trusting God, you won't be generous. You'll have a scarcity mindset. You'll always be concerned whether or not there'll be enough for you. And so what we've been talking about is moving beyond just giving, but truly being generous. Now, I, I know that, that uh, when you are asked to respond to a need, you know, you guys are incredible there, okay, in, in giving. But God wants you and I not just to respond to even my appeal this morning, He wants you to go beyond that. He wants you to become generous because generosity is more than random giving. It's more than random giving. Patty and I, we're gonna fully participate in this because we do random giving, okay? But we go beyond that. We plan our generosity because we realize that God has blessed us in incredible, unbelievable ways. You see, generous people don't have to be motivated to give. They don't have to be sold to give. They don't have to be inspired to give. They just give. And they don't give out of guilt. They give because they have a plan, because they have a purpose. And that's what we want to talk about today. And here's the promise that I want to share with you when you become generous, you will give more, save more, and consume less. That's amazing. But it's true. And Jesus said that generous people order their lives around generosity, and that allows them to experience happiness, happiness. And so we talked about this last week. We talked about most people live in this way. The most common word that is is associated with money is worry. We worry and we spend more than what we make. We get in debt and we have no margin in our finances. And when you have no margin in your finances, guess what? You have something to worry about. Okay. Now, what we do is we convince ourselves that we have a money problem. But the fact of the matter is, most of us, by and large, 90% of us don't have a money problem. We have a self control problem, we have a contentment problem, we have a discipline problem. And Jesus would say if you are a Christ follower, it goes beyond self control and contentment and discipline, you have a spiritual problem. Because if you and I worry, 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 okay, then what happens is if we worry about money, we have placed our faith in riches instead of the one who richly provides all things. And that's our heavenly father. And we end up viewing ourselves as owners and consumers. And Jesus would offer you and I a different way of living. He would offer you and I a way of generosity of where we experience his goodness and his faithfulness because generous people don't see themselves as owners. They don't believe that it's theirs to consume only. They believe it's there for their enjoyment, but everything that comes to them is not for them. God wants to use that to be able to bless people. And so we've looked at this verse here in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7, and being able to understand what generosity is. He says, let each one give as he has made up his own mind and purposed in his heart. Never let anybody motivate you from guilt or shame, okay? Not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion. Think about it, pray about it. I would say plan for it. For God loves, he takes pleasure in, prizes above other things, a cheerful Giver. Do you want to know what God really loves? He loves a man or a woman who's generous, a giver whose heart is in his or her giving. And so, from that, what I've said is generosity is this generosity is a mindset where one premeditates, calculates, and designates freely giving of personal assets, personal financial assets. So, we're talking about money. We're not talking about time. We're not talking about gifts. We're talking about money. And so 90% of the problems that Americans have, okay, is self-control, contentment, discipline. And yet if we're a Christ follower, God wants us to be able to align with him. He doesn't want you to worry, worry, worry about what you have and what you don't have. What he wants you to do is he wants you to trust him and not view yourself as owners or consumers. By the way, You see, what happens is this. Can I let you in on a secret? I've never worried about your mortgage. Have you worried about mine? No, because you know, what. listen to me. You only worry about things that you think you own. Y'all okay on that one? So what happens is if you worry a lot about money, one of the reasons why is you think you're the owner you don't worry about things that's not yours. And God says, you know what? I'm the owner of everything. I've entrusted you with the thing. I've entrusted you with that. And so trusting in God leads to generosity because generous people don't see themselves as owners or consumers. They don't believe that just because it comes to them, it's for them to consume. Now, a mindset. Okay, what is a mindset? A mindset is a set of beliefs. It's a set of beliefs, and it's really trusting in God's principles and trusting in God's promises. That's a mindset. And so, what I've done, and I've shared this with you, you know, I've read and listened, and and I've come with a set of principles for my life, for Patty's life, for our family, a set of principles, and trusting in a set of promises from God. And that's our mindset. And so, that's where we begin. We believe in God's word. We believe in his principles. We believe in his promises. So we don't fight over money. I told you that. Patty and I have never had a fight over money. The TV controller, yes. Okay. Whether I pick up my clothes, yes. Okay. Money, we've never had a fight over money. And it's the number one reason why people get a divorce. And the reason why is because we have a mindset, we follow God's principles and we trust in God's promises. So what's the plan that you and I need to have? Well, let me help us with this. Generosity requires a plan. It requires a plan. You got to have a plan. You have to plan to be generous. If you don't have a plan, I promise you, okay, and I love you, you're not as generous as what you think you are because you haven't planned to be. And you might say, Dwight, I'm not a planner. Well, you know, I'm not always a planner either. Patty is. Patty's our planner. And what we'll do is we'll sit down and we'll talk about 2023 and what we feel that God is going to ask of us in 2023. And so we all need a plan for our finances because what happens is if we don't, our habits that we have developed in handling our finances in in previous years will kick in. And what happens is most, okay, don't have a plan. And most, if you do have a plan, many times it's the wrong plan because you drift towards that which does not help you. And so if you're intentional, okay, you have a plan. You have a plan. And you don't want the plan to be I consume, I save, and I give. Okay? That's where most people are. I consume. I save a little bit, and then whatever I have, I give. And that makes you a a giver in this way, okay? So what happens is you give spontaneously, and if somebody can pull on your emotional strings, you'll give. Or not only spontaneously, you'll be sporadic. You'll just give here and there, or you'll give sparingly. You'll give sparingly. And so generosity requires a plan. You gotta have a plan. And if you don't have a plan, you're planning to fail. So that's the first thing. You gotta premeditate, okay? You gotta have a plan. Secondly, you gotta calculate. You gotta calculate. And that is generosity requires a specific amount or percentage. And so what happens is if you're gonna be generous, you've got to have a plan, but you also gotta calculate. You gotta ask, how much are we gonna give or what percentage? are we going to give. Now usually generous people give percentages because their income continues to what? go up. Go up. And so what happens is they say, "Hey, you know what? We're going to give a percentage of our income away this year." And as their income goes up, guess what? So does their giving. And I believe the best way to give is by percentage. And this is what Patty and I chooses to do. "Hey, we're going to give X amount of percentage of our money away this year." Because God blesses you when you're generous, and He'll make you more than able to be able to give and to be able to bless people. And the key to generosity is being able to reorder or to reprioritize your giving, your finances. So what was last becomes first. And so what happens is instead of consuming, saving, and giving, what happens is you give, you save and you live on the rest. And so generosity requires a plan. It also requires you and I determining a certain amount or percentage. Now there's three types of givers in this area. Percentage givers, okay? Priority givers, and progressive givers. And that is you start off with a percentage. You just say, hey, you know what? If you're new at this, you just say, hey, this is the percentage we're gonna start off and we're gonna make it a priority. And as God continues to bless us, which he will, then guess what? We're gonna progress. And that's one of the things that I've learned. And that's one of the things that Patty and I um, do is, is we have progressed in our giving, in our percentage amount, because God has blessed us enormously. And so you might be fearful about this. This might scare you half to death, especially if if you've just come back to church. Start off with 2%. Just make it a priority and then begin to give, or 3%, or 5%, whatever. Just calculate. Just say, hey, you know what? This is what I want to do in 2023. This is what I want to be able to give. And so what happens, you do that. And the key to generosity is repurposing and reprioritizing your finances. And so you want to be able to do that. Now, here's the good news. You get to choose where it goes. Isn't that interesting? You get to choose where it goes. Generous people don't feel guilty for saying no. You know why? Because they've already said yes. They've already said yes. And so there's no reason for you to feel guilty. And there's times I say, you know what? Hey, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm sure it's a good thing. I'm sure it's a good cause, but I'm going to pass on it. And I don't feel guilty about it because I have a plan. And so there's times, though, that it's not even in our plan. But I feel tugged on God's spirit to be able to do that. And so we end up randomly giving as well. But Jesus tells us to give our money where our heart is. Okay, look at what he says here. He says, for where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. Wow. What's he saying here? He's saying wherever you put your money, that's where your heart is. Wherever you invest your money, that's where your heart is. And it also means if you want to change where your heart is, you got to change where your money is going. It's that simple. It works both ways. And so what happens is Jesus connects, okay, your money, my money with your heart and my heart. And so what he says is pre-decide where you want your money to go. And so when people come and they ask you for money, and we're living in a society, we're living in a world where nobody's afraid to ask for it. Would you agree with me? I mean, everybody's knocking on the door. Everybody's grabbing you by the arm. Everybody's writing a letter, okay? And and you can't say yes to all of it, right? And yet many people feel guilty. You know why you feel guilty? Because you don't have a plan. And if you have a plan, then what happens is you can just say, hey, you know what? I'll think about it. But I just want you to know that I've already planned my giving. I've already done that. And you're not saying no because you're not generous. You're saying no because you have a plan. And so that's what makes you generous, is that you develop a plan. Generosity requires a plan. And so you determine a percentage, and then you give. And you determine ahead of time. And you say, hey, you know what? This is what I'm going to do in 2023. Now, I, I love this here, okay? Saying is, savings is how you say yes to yourself. Generosity is how you say yes to what's important to you. So you need to say yes to yourself. What do we say here? Give, save, live. Okay, the world lives, saves, and gives a little bit. So how do you choose? How do you choose where you give, okay? We, we said that generosity is a mindset, it's premeditated, it's calculated, it's it's designated. So how do you decide where you're going to give? Two ways, okay? You give from a grateful heart and you give from a broken heart. Jesus teaches that your heart and your money go together. Go together. So what you need to ask is this, okay? You need to ask, what am I grateful for? What am I truly, truly grateful for? And that's one of the areas of where you give. So whatever you're grateful for, that's what you give. And then you ask yourself this question, what breaks your heart? What breaks your heart? You know, we, 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 we saw earlier last year on Generosity Day, we gave the safe harbor And you responded tremendously. Why? Because many people's hearts are broken that 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old girls are being trafficking in sex. And we say, you know what? That breaks my heart. Matter of fact, it does more than break my heart. It makes me angry, okay? I can get emotional about it. The reason why I invest in the Middle East is because I see these children, okay, who are marginalized, not by choice, and, and I say, you know, God, you, you tell me that if, if I help a little one, I'm helping you. That if I do that, I love you. And so what happens is it breaks my heart. And so for all of us here, okay, you need to be able to ask yourself, what are you grateful for and what breaks your heart? And say, hey, you know what? I'm going to give, I'm going to fund the things that address an issue that breaks my heart. That makes me angry. That makes me mad. You know, I hear people people say from time to time, well, if there's a God, why doesn't he do something about this? And you know what I think God says? I've blessed you. Why don't you do something about it? I've addressed you, uh, uh, or I've blessed you. Why don't you address the issue? Why don't you do something about it? And so what happens is Jesus says where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. So you gotta have a plan to determine the percentage that you're gonna give first. And then you decide ahead of time where it's gonna go. Okay, why? Because generous people never feel guilty about saying no because they've already said yes. When I talk to people about giving to things, I tell them right up front, you're free to say no. How's that for a salesman? Because you know what? You don't want to give from a sorrowful heart. You don't want to give from a reluctant heart, okay? Because God loves a what? A cheerful giver. And so I have no problem with people saying, hey, I'm going to pass on this. Okay, somebody else will do it then. And I've seen that happen time and time and time and time again. Because maybe you've said, hey, you know what? I've already said yes. And so you know what? I'm sure it's a good cause. I'm I'm, I'm sure it's gonna help people, but I've already decided. And so it's not that you're not willing to listen to somebody. You might say, hey, give me your pamphlet. I'll listen to your appeal, but you just need to know that I've already pre-decided. I've already designated. So don't accuse me of not being generous. I'm very generous. And I've already decided where I'm gonna give. And so what do we say here? Generosity is a mindset where one premeditates as a plan, okay, calculates, determines a percentage that they're gonna give throughout the year, designates, okay, they, they say, okay, this is what breaks my heart and this is what I'm grateful for, okay? Freely giving of personal assets, okay? Now, the easiest way to remember this, and we've talked about this before, okay, when we've done a message series on managing our finances, okay, is this right here, give, save, and live, okay, give, pick a percentage, hey, I'm gonna give this, okay, and so what happens is you do that because you're not an owner, you honor God, you give first, and then you save, you pay yourself, think of that, okay, you pay yourself, and then you live on the rest, But that's not how we usually do it. Would you agree with me? What we usually do is we usually live and save a little bit and then give the rest. But here's what I want for you. And this is why we've taken time over this past month to be able to talk about in God we trust. I I want this right here for you. I want you to be able to have peace. To have peace. Because the word that is associated with finances and money in our world today is worry. And it doesn't matter how much money you make, okay? You can be very, very wealthy and not be at peace. And so what happens is is we end up worrying then and we spend and we spend more than what we make. We get in debt and there's no margin. That's insanity. That's crazy. That's insanity. Would you agree with me? But the peace one, you know what? You might say is insane. All right, I've had people tell me, Dwight, I think you're crazy. You give first before you do anything else. You write out a check. I do. Are you nuts? Are you crazy? You're kidding me. But see, here's where it leads. Peace, give, save, live, and you have peace. Some people think that's insane. And so what I would say to you and to me today, pick your insanity. Pick your insanity. Are you going to worry and spend more than you make, fall into debt and have no margin? I would say that's insanity. Because if you continue to do what you've always done, you're going to continue to get what you've always gotten. Now you might sit there today all across our campuses and you might say, Dwight, what, what you're saying about being generous Is insanity. Okay, pick which one you want. You get to choose. You get to choose whether you're going to go through life with peace or you're going to go through life worrying. And God says, if you'll trust in me, if you'll give, if you'll save and live, I'll give you peace. I love what Jeremiah has to say. And and this is foundational to everything that we've been teaching the last month. But blessed is the one who trusts in me alone. Trust in me alone. The eternal one will be his confidence or her confidence. Check this out, okay? He is like a tree planted by waters, sending out its roots beside the stream. Wow. It does not fear the heat or even a drought. Listen, it does not fear inflation. It does not fear an economy setback because God doesn't deal in that. You know, you might think, Dwight, you're crazy. I mean, you're you're talking about this in the middle of a time of where groceries have never been higher, gas has never been higher, whatever, and people have never been more worried than ever. I'm trying to help you with that. You get to choose your insanity, whether you're going to give, save, and live, or whether you're going to live, save, and give. It says its leaves stay green and its fruit is dependable. It's constant. You don't worry about that. You don't worry about money. And you know what else you don't worry about? You don't worry about your health. You don't worry about your kids. You don't worry about life. You know why? Because you have trusted God with what you and I as Americans view as the most important thing in life, and that's money. Why? Because we find our security in it no matter what it faces. It does not fear the heat or even a drought. It leaves stay green and its fruit is dependable, no matter what it faces. So let me ask you, which insanity are you going to choose? Which one are you going to live in? You're going to always be worried which will lead you to spend more than what you make, which will cause you to be in debt, consumer debt, which will lead you to no margin, which will lead you stressed out, fighting and arguing. Or you are going to choose peace? You're going to say, hey, God, you know what? I'm going to trust you. I'm going to give, I'm going to save, and then I'm going to live on the rest. Here's the amazing thing. He gives you and I the choice. He's not going to love you anymore one way or the other. It's just going to be your experience in life. And so today you get to choose. I trust that you'll choose to trust in God no matter what. So that no matter what you face, you can have peace. Would you pray with me? Maybe today you need to trust in God for your eternal destination. Maybe you've never accepted Jesus Christ as the forgiver of your sins and the leader of your life. That's the most important decision that you could ever make. And if you've never done that, you can pray a simple yet life-transforming prayer. And you can say, God, as much as I know how and as much as I understand, I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to fill me with your spirit and your love and your joy and help me to be that man that woman that you want me to be. And if you've done that, guess what? You've gone from death to life. And maybe you've done that. But maybe worry and anxiety still controls your life because you've trusted God in that area but you haven't trusted God in the practical things of everyday living. And maybe today you just need to say God today I want to trust you in all things, in all things. And just let him know, God, I I want peace in my life. And so help me to trust you in the area of being generous so that I can live the life that you have for me. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to know more about us, please visit our website at newpoint.org. There you'll find past messages, parent resources, times and locations to all of our physical campuses, or you could just download our app at newpoint.org app. There you can find all those same resources just in a mobile version. We wanna say thank you again for joining us and we'll see you next time.